Hello, everybody. This is Rob Fredette with HodgePod, and we're going to be talking smoking today, how to quit smoking, because it's such a bad habit. It can kill you. It can really mess with your health. I'm going to talk from a personal experience that I had back in 2005, and I have a special guest. I had my wife, Donna, joining me on this podcast because she lived and breathed it back in 2005. But first, we want to talk about a promo that came out in the 1980s, and I'm going to be talking how cigarettes are really bad for you and also how you can quit. So here's that promo from 1985. Hey, champ, the Surgeon General has reported there is a direct link between smoking and heart disease. We know that you can live without it, but can you honestly say you can live with it? Think it over. I'd rather quit than fight heart disease. Smoking can really knock you out. The American Heart Association. We're fighting for your life. Well, that promo in the mid-'80s was kind of corny, but it was also very effective because it just pretty much says to quit smoking. So, Donna, welcome to my podcast. We're going to talk about November 18th, 2005, here in Memphis, Tennessee, and that's the day that changed my life forever. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you very much. You are a uh, my first in-studio guest. I appreciate that, so thank you. So, November 18th, 2005 was a very, really crazy day in our lives, Um um, in full disclosure, I'm going to say I used to be a pack-a-day smoker for about 20 years, up until 2005, November 18th. And uh, on that day, I had a scare of my life, which had me quit smoking. But that scare really involved Donna as well. So, Donna, what do you remember about that day? I remember it was a Friday late afternoon, or it was the end of my shift at work, and mm-hmm trying to get everything closed out, and a co-worker came to me and said, Donna, Rob's on the phone. And I said, well, can you tell him I'll call him back? She said, no, he says he needs to talk to you right now. And my heart sunk because I thought, oh, no, something's wrong. And I went to the phone, and he said, I am on my way to your hospital. I'm having chest pains, and I really think I need to come to the emergency room. And I said, where are you? And he said, I'm driving. And he was probably 15 minutes away from my hospital. And I thought, oh, goodness, you're driving. So anyway, at that point, it it was too late to do anything. So I said, well, come on, I will meet you here, and I'll wait for you to arrive, and we'll go to the emergency room together. And he did, and we went to the emergency room, and he described his symptoms to the nurse in the triage area, and she said, you can't possibly be having a heart attack. I remember You're that. only 40. <laughs> You're too young, and... He said, I'm having a lot of pressure on my chest. Something's wrong. And then I'll let you describe what you were feeling at that point, Rob. Right. So I had just got done smoking a cigarette prior to the symptoms really uh, carrying on at work. 
And I remember asking a coworker, I said, how do I look? And she says, you look pale. And I said, well, I just thank you very much for confirming that because I don't feel well. And uh, that's when I got in the car and called you that day. And I remember calling you and uh, I had chest pains. I had lightheadedness. Uh, I felt like there was an elephant sitting on my stomach and it really, I had a hard time breathing and uh, I probably should not have driven to the hospital, but I did. Um, and I was in my Ford Explorer. It was a beautiful day that day. I'll never forget it. It was 70 to 75 degrees, clear blue skies. And I drove up to, uh, 240 in Memphis from where I was at to your hospital. And uh, I had the music on loud. I had the AC in full blast and I had all my windows open. And thank for the grace of God, there was no traffic that day. I still remember that drive like it was out of all the drives I've had in my life, I remember that day. So I pulled into the hospital. And when I pulled into the hospital, I used to uh, go see you at that time. I used to go over and have lunch with you at times. Uh, and I always remember parking on the third or fourth level. I pulled into the parking garage. And I don't know what happened that day. The first parking space was the first one on the right. And I parked. I don't know. Maybe it was meant to be for me to park there. But I didn't have to drive up three, four levels. So I met you at the hospital. That's when we went to the triage, the cardiac care unit at the hospital. And um, I remember talking to the nurse when you were there, and she said, you know, what are your symptoms? And she goes, you're not having a heart attack. You're 40. Well, I had the, uh, I had the procedure to uh, see what the tests were, and the test came back saying I had what? Well, you had some blood levels drawn, cardiac enzymes, and I think they did a chest X-ray and EKG, and – they said uh, everything was elevated, and yes, that you had had a heart attack, but that you were going to need a cardiac catheterization to um, verify the findings and to tell them more about what was going on. But since you seemed stable, they weren't going to do it over the weekend because they don't generally do those on weekends unless you're in a full-blown heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so... You had to be admitted that weekend to the hospital and just wait until Monday until you could find out more, which was horrifying because it was a long weekend and the waiting was awful and I felt like you were a ticking time bomb. I know. And so we waited. Of course, we you had to be admitted, and that was a process. It took several hours for that to happen. And meanwhile, the um, cardiologist came to the emergency room. It was the cardiologist on call mm -hmm. who you just connected with immediately. And he, I don't know whether it was because it was Friday and he was tired and wanted to go home <laughs> late in the day, but he, I remember him looking straight at you and saying, you've got to quit smoking now. Yeah. He asked me, do you smoke? And I said, yes. And I said, I said, I smoked a pack a day. And he, and he said, nothing good comes from smoking. You need to quit now. He said, you will have to quit now. Well, you know, okay. And, so and, and, cause I remember it cause we had been married how many years at that point? And I had been harping on you. Yes. Five years. Although you, you never smoked in front of me. Thank you. Because you knew I didn't like it. And so, um, I had tried to get you to stop. And I know it's hard. It's it's an addiction, and it's hard. And I sympathize with anyone that wants to quit and can't quit because it is hard. But um, so tell me, Rob, 
after that, you never smoked again when he said to you, so what was that like? Uh, you had been smoking for 20 years, a pack a day. You yeah. started young smoking. And, I mean, did you want a cigarette even then when you were in the emergency room? Or did you just think, I'm done? Or did you, were you so terrified from your experience that you never wanted that to happen again? Well, let me go back to uh, the smoking the 20 years part. I played uh, high school basketball. I played basketball in high school, so never touched a cigarette in my day when I was in high school. Went to college and uh, went to a party one night and uh, started smoking. And that's when I started smoking my freshman year in college. Uh, Why I did it, I don't know. But um, people I hung out with were uh, smokers. So I guess it was the cool thing to do back then. Looking back at it now, it was stupid. But... uh, yeah, I didn't smoke up until college, so that was the surprising part when I look back. Um, and I probably tabulated. I think if I smoked a pack a day, that's 20 cigarettes in a pack. So that's probably – I probably smoked over – I'm not um, – this ballpark – over about 100,000 cigarettes in my lifetime. So it was the stupidest thing I could ever do. But when I was in the hospital at that time, I was not um, – I was not worried about uh, smoking again. Uh, something came over me when the way he told me you have to quit now, just the way. And then he moved on to the next thing. And it was like, he put the fear of God in me. And I was, I was scared to death. I've, I've never was scared more in my life because my chest was hurting me at the time. I had electrodes on my chest. I had IVs and things up my arms and, uh, it was very scary. And I had a lot of time to think, um, well, I'm lying there on the, uh, in the hospital bed and uh, had a lot of time to think and people coming to visit me. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. I couldn't believe it. And uh, But I think um, I didn't have an urge after that. I didn't have an urge. It was like this thing came over me like, I'm done. I'm done smoking. And uh, it was, uh, as I s- look back at it now, it was like a second chance for me. Um, and, um, I did ask the cardiologist one, uh, on my follow-up visit, if I did not go to the hospital, he said you would have had a massive heart attack within six months. Well, and just to, to follow up your catheterization occurred Monday. And as it turned out, you had not had Correct. a heart attack. Um, you had what is known as a cardiac spasm mm-hmm. that is induced by nicotine. And yes. so, him telling you you have to quit smoking now, maybe he knew um, either way, whether it was a heart attack or, or a spasm, that nicotine played a huge part in what was going on. And so you were lucky in that you did not have blockage. You didn't really, other than medication and follow-up visits with him yearly, you have not had any episodes since then because you did quit smoking and um, quit that job and relieve some stress that also induces Yeah, stress does induce that. Um, Yeah, I want to uh, uh, just put on the record, I did not have a heart attack. It was a heart spasm, and I can remember going up to the cardiac cath room. I had it scheduled the Monday, the 21st of November, at one o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, 
I don't know, about 1030, a nurse came into my room and had asked me, do you want to uh, go early? And I said, let's do it. Let's get it out of the way early. So um, I didn't have to wait two more hours. And I remember being wheeled to the room there by the nurses on, what do they call them, gurneys or beds or rolling, whatever they call them. And I remember going in there and I remember I was like somewhat like induced. I was, I could hear what was going on. And, um, the cardiologist was, they were doing what they were doing in the cardiac cath. And I can remember saying, you're good. And I remember like, you're good. I was like, whoa. So, uh, it ended up being a heart spasm. And I remember the nurse coming into the room and saying, he can't believe it. He's shocked that you didn't have a heart attack. And all the tests indicated that you did. Yeah. Um, but you were lucky, and and so you learned from it. And you know, it's smoking is a bad thing, and um, it's just an addiction that's hard to quit. So my advice is to never start. But if you do, do what you can to stop. Yeah, before I- it's too late, and that you know you have to. What what you have to go through, the pain that you deal with, and then the family members that you know are right there with you, going through it with you. It was it was not good. Uh, Friday nights are different now. Yeah, they are. Since then, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty mundane back then. You know, our Friday nights were boring, but we don't take it's, Friday nights for granted it's like anymore. I'll take any Friday night at home over a Friday night in a hospital. Absolutely, and I remember um, after. Leaving the hospital that day, I took a couple of days off from work. I had never missed work in, I don't know how many years of, geez, what, 18 years of working. So that was like that streak was broken. Um, But I remember after that, leaving the hospital and going back to work, you know, felt kind of queasy going back. But uh, I never had the urge to smoke. Um, you have dreamed that you smoked. I did dream, yes. I you did have dreams. dreams. You would tell me that you dreamed you were smoking. I had a dreams that I was smoking, and I would wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, did I smoke? And I was really like freaking out that I had smoked. And I had dozens of dreams smoking cigarettes. So, um, And then when I would wake up and say, thank God I didn't smoke, um, that was great. And then just like last month, for some reason, I don't, I'm not around cigarette smoke very much. And if I'm around it, in some capacity, I try to get away from it, but I will get stuffy and my eyes will water. I'll start sneezing. I have a hard time breathing because I'm just so, I'm so like anti-smoking. It's such a bad habit. But um, uh, I, I, I smelled smoke for some reason, like in my nose, and I hadn't been around it. I don't know if it's, I don't know why I did. It was like a week, a stretch where I felt like I had cigarette smoke in my nose and it's been gone. But um, subsequently, you can really improve your health when you quit smoking um, right away. I mean, 20 minutes after you stop smoking, your blood pressure reduces, and that's immediate, like 20 minutes. Um, so I've been smoke-free, what, 17, over 17 years, and uh, I'll be going through some stats. Um, if it's you get past that 15-year mark, you're going to be that or very close to a non-smoker. So... Um, I'm so glad I did quit because it really can do a lot of damage. And I'm not a doctor, but uh, it can do damage like it did for me that day. I was lucky. So, yeah, so smoking is, uh, I say I would say smoking is something that you can do right away to uh, quit because the cigarette companies really don't care about you. Uh, when I was smoking back, 
in the mid two thousands, pack of cigarettes was like three thirty five a pack. Now they're god, they're about seven dollars a pack. So if you do the math, it's like thirty five cents a cigarette that you're you're wasting away. So you take that seven dollars a day plus seven days a week. If you're that's fifty bucks a week, you're you're putting away on cigarettes. So you could put that away towards a savings account or a vacation or you want to buy something new. I know it sounds simple, but uh, the cardiologist, I remember he told me he didn't want me to get on medication. Remember what he said to me? Well, there was an option to do the, the nicotine gum or any of that. I think your mother asked him That's if, right. that, if you should do that. He said, no, I want him to never have nicotine in his body in any form ever again mm-hmm. because you just couldn't uh, because that's what induces the spasms so you have to avoid it completely yeah and uh you know with with smoking um you know it it, it can be addictive it is addictive it was addicting to me but it took a serious health scare health issue for me to stop and sometimes this is i'm not judging people who are smokers i used to be one but i look at people sometimes when they smoke i'm like stop please stop you're killing yourself why do that um and uh you know that next cigarette you smoke could be your last cigarette. And, um, well, and smoking, um, any other health conditions that you might have, if you smoke, it will only exacerbate your other health conditions and, and make them worse. Um, recovery times are longer. If you have an illness, if you're a smoker, there's just nothing good that comes from it. Nothing. No. And you can definitely reverse it. As I said earlier, I mean, I, uh, I, you know, every time I see my cardiologist, I, as a result, I have to see my cardiologist every year. And uh, he's the one that got me to quit smoking. And I give him a fist bump every time. And I thank him every year uh, for helping me to quit smoke. Just those, that one or two sentence uh, uh, word, uh, words of wisdom he gave me from his side of the woods on uh, being a cardiologist uh, changed my life forever. So, um, you know, uh, if you've never started smoking, don't stop. Don't start. If you're currently smoking, give it up. Tell a friend. Share this podcast with one of your friends, family members to quit smoking because you do not want to be in a hospital. And the weird thing was when I was in the cardiac unit, I remember a nurse was telling me that people were up in that cardiac unit of the hospital and uh, people were actually buzzing the nurse to go smoke a cigarette. They would go down with their IV and their Johnny and they would go outside and smoke cigarettes. And I told the nurse, I I said, the nurse, I said, are they crazy? I mean, they're in the hospital for something, a heart ailment due to smoking and they still can't not go down. They, they, they had to go have a cigarette and it just didn't make any sense. So it was crazy. It was crazy. So any other things that you can think of, uh, Back on that day, you know, it's a, I remember that day vividly, but is there anything else that comes across? I mean, we got a, I got a second chance for my health, and uh, we work out, and uh, I've been a spin instructor for 10 years. So um, you can definitely reverse anything that you do with smoking. You can start right away. You'll start seeing improvement. Your breathing is better. Your blood pressure comes down. Uh, you're not, you don't have shortness of breath. Um, just a lot of health benefits that happen right away. Um, and, uh, your heart doesn't have to work as hard. Um, and I think that was part of the problem with my stress that the job I had at the time and smoking just compounded it. And it was just really, really too much. It was too much. And 
Um, like I said, he said I would have had a massive heart attack within six months. So, Yes, you were very blessed. Yes. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, it's no fun lying in a hospital bed for anything. And uh, it, it's something that I did to myself. And, um, you know, when you're smoking a cigarette, uh, you are definitely hurting your health. And that is something you can control if you quit. You can control your health because you only get one shot at health no matter what it is. You have one shot at it to get it right. And I was just fortunate to have a second chance. And it was just very um, – I still think about it to this day. You know, quit smoking. I, I'll think about it like, wow, I've been 17 years smoke-free. It's just like insane. I have no urges to smoke. And if uh, if I had to be a poster boy for anti-smoking, I would be it because I cannot stand it. Cannot stand cigarette smoke. Horrible. Well, Donna, thank you very much for joining me on my podcast on that day. You brought back some other things that, you know, when I was going through all that stuff that, that weekend, you brought some other details back, which I really appreciate. So the second part of this podcast is just going to be, uh, I'm going to be playing spots from different, the CDC uh, about 10 years ago, they came out with these spots on quitting smoking, and they showed people on television uh, with conditions due to their smoking. Um, it's very important that you uh, you understand the importance of it. And I'm going to talk about the chemicals that are inside cigarettes. You'd be surprised what's inside a cigarette. Nicotine, we'll talk about that later. Arsenic, formaldehyde. So if you're smoking a cigarette... You're putting all that stuff into your body. You're you're jamming your lungs with all that poison. It's poison. That's what it is. So it's like, do you put formaldehyde in your water as water enhancer? No. Do you sprinkle arsenic on your salad when you're eating your salad? Because that's pretty much what's happening if you smoke. You're just putting that stuff in your body. You just might as well eat it or drink it. So I'll talk more about that later in the podcast. But things that really uh, hurt your body. And there's like thousands of chemicals and poisons in a cigarette. So, Donna, again, thank you very much. You're welcome. Smoking ain't hip. In fact, it's a drag. Sucking it in, just not my bag. Smoking clothes I can do without. Whatever you're into, smoking's out. Flicking off ashes, looking like a fool. Everybody knows that smoking ain't cool. No, no, no. Look around, there's no doubt. Whatever you're into, smoking's out. And that was a PSA from the late 80s, early 90s. Again, kind of corny, but gets the message across to quit smoking. So here are some stats from HHS.gov on smoking. 30 to 34 million people still currently smoke in the United States. 480,000 people die from smoking each year. 16 million people live with a smoking-related disease. So that is a great way to think about quitting smoking. It is a nasty habit. In 2020, tobacco killed 500,000 Americans. That is astonishing. And according to the CDC, in 2018, smoking-related death illness cost $600 billion. When you have a hole in your neck. Don't face the shower head. Something out your door before you eat. Crouch. Don't bend over. You don't want to lose the food in your stomach. Don't use spray paint. Be very careful shaving. 
and that is uh, a PSA from the CDC about 10 years ago, very effective. I had to go back and look on them on YouTube, and it's quite astonishing. The people were able to get on there and uh, give their illnesses and the effects of their smoking, and uh, you just heard it right there. So according to the American Lung Association, there are 600 ingredients in cigarettes, which create, get this number, 7,000 chemicals when you smoke a cigarette. At least 69 of these chemicals cause cancer. And here is a list of some of the chemicals that you smoke in your lungs every time you take a puff on a cancer stick. Here's the first one, acetone. It's in nail polish remover. Ammonia. That's a household cleaner. We probably have it in one of our homes every day. Arsenic is used in rat poison. Why would you want to smoke rat poison? Butane is used in lighter fluid. Carbon monoxide is released in car exhaust fumes. Pretty astonishing when you hear these chemicals that you're putting in your body when you smoke. My name is Amanda, and I smoked while I was pregnant. My baby was born two months early and weighed only three pounds. This is the view I had of her in the NICU. My tip to you is speak into the opening so your baby can hear you better. You can quit. For free help, visit cdc.gov slash tips. Here are some other uh, chemicals in cigarettes that you're smoking. Formaldehyde, that's embalming fluid. Lead is used in batteries. Nicotine is used in insecticide. And tar is material used for paving roads. So think of it this way. When you smoke a cigarette, it goes into your lungs. But do we sprinkle arsenic on our salad every day? No, we don't. We would never do that. Do we put formaldehyde as a water enhancer for our water? That'd be crazy to do that. So why would you want to smoke a cigarette? There are plenty of benefits to quit smoking. And this is from the American Lung Association on what happens when you quit smoking a cigarette. You can feel the effects of it 20 minutes after you stop smoking. Smoking is the single most important step that a smoker can take to improving their health. And the effects can be seen just within minutes or they can be seen really long term. 20 minutes after quitting smoking, a person's heart rate becomes normal. Two weeks to three months after a smoker quits, um, their risk of a heart attack drops and their lung function increases. One to nine months after quitting, um, the person's shortness of breath uh, goes away. Ten years after quitting, your risk of dying from lung cancer is cut in half. Your risk of getting bladder cancer is half that of a smoker's. Fifteen years after quitting smoking, your risk of coronary heart disease is the same as a non-smoker. So it's safe to say that there are a lot of benefits of quitting smoking. It's really just a, a critical, important step into improving many aspects of your life. At the American Lung Association, we are here for you to support you on your quit process. So feel free to visit the American Lung Association's website at lung.org for more resources and tips to help you be successful in your quit journey. Special thanks to the American Lung Association, that PSA came out uh, a few years ago. So pretty much he spelled out what happens when you quit smoking. So basically, 
the name of the game is I've been smoke-free for 17 years, and you can quit, and you see the benefits immediately after quitting smoking. And uh, whether you quit cold turkey or there's another way you want to quit smoking, you can figure it out, but I guarantee you, you're, you're saving your lungs, you're saving your heart, you're saving the organs in your body. And if you quit, you can really make a difference in your health and you can make a difference for your family. So that's my soapbox pretty much. Uh, I can't stand cigarettes, but um, here is another PSA from the CDC. And these are really effective. Go on YouTube and look at them. They are really, really shocking when you look at them. I'm Sharon. I smoke because my throat cancer. My life isn't the same after all those surgeries and treatments. But walking every day makes me feel like myself again. Well, almost. You can quit. For free help, visit cdc.gov slash tips. So that woman was talking into a, a device that helped get her voice out, and she was talking about something being normal. She was walking on a treadmill. So if I have one word of advice, quit smoking. Share this with anybody you know about quitting smoking. Cigarettes are poison. Please do not put poison in your mouth. I used to do it, and I look back at how stupid I was for doing it, And I'm so glad I gave it up. But again, if you quit smoking now, you will improve your health and you will live longer. This is Rob Fredette with HodgePod, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast.